G'day and welcome to Perco's Podcast, a podcast all about strategy, leadership and soul care. We're here to help you obtain your personal, professional and spiritual goals without losing your soul. We hope that today's episode is refreshing and gives you a new perspective. Now here's your host, Jason Perkins. Well, g'day everyone and welcome to episode 19, part two of Perco's Podcast. I hope it is well with your soul today, wherever you are listening from around the world. I want to kick off today by just sharing with you a little bit of feedback that we got from part one of this episode that we received via social media from one of our listeners. He said this, if you ever wondered about Sabbath and how important it can be to add it to your weekly routine, I highly recommend taking the time to listen to this wonderful message from a dear friend of mine. He went on to say that he took pages of notes and he was incredibly thankful for the episode, or at least part one of the episode that we are doing part two of today. Well, I just want to say a huge thanks for that feedback. Super kind of you. Before we get into today's episode, which is part two of this one about Sabbath, I want to just remind you about what's taking place over this next season of Perco's podcast. Down under here in Australia where I live, it is the height of summer holidays for us, which is the opposite of the Northern Hemisphere, where I know we have a lot of listeners to the podcast living. So as we enter into our summer break down here, we want to do something slightly different to adjust to the pace of life during the summertime. So for the rest of December and into January, we're going to be taking some time off to care for our souls and to spend time with our family. And we want to provide you with some shorter topic-based episodes that will help you to do that as well. I'll be releasing an episode every week to two weeks discussing topics like how to care for your soul during the holiday, how to set goals for the new year that actually include your soul. And in January, I'm going to be doing a series of episodes where I share with you my favorite movies of all time that have enlarged and strengthened my soul. I can't wait to share those with you. Then in February, we will dive right back into our regular programming where we interview some amazing leaders and ask them how do they actually reach their goals without losing their soul. That's what the theme of the podcast is all about, and we love sharing content with you that helps you to do that as well. Next week, I'll be releasing an episode about how to look after your soul during the busy season of Christmas, because whether you live in the Northern Hemisphere or the Southern Hemisphere, Whether Christmas is in the winter or in the middle of summer like it is for us, Christmas is a busy season of the year, and oftentimes it can actually be a draining season rather than being life-giving. But this year, I want it to be life-giving for all of us, so make sure you check out the episode next week. Today on the podcast, it's part two of the live podcast recording we did several weeks ago now on Sabbath. And in today's episode, we discuss some more practical ways to make the practice of Sabbath a reality in your life. We're going to cover things like how to actually practice Sabbath, how to actually do it, then how to review it, how to reflect on it, how to gain perspective on the practice. And then finally, one of our guests on the live podcast recording shares with it how we can actually share this practice with other people, which I thought was phenomenal. So without further ado, let's dive in to part two of this conversation about Sabbath. The next thing that I wrote down, the next P is the letter P P that stands for practice. So getting in and actually doing it, I think is one of those things that, that will actually help you to get a better handle on Sabbath. 
the longer you think about it and you plan it and prepare it, but don't actually practice it, the harder it becomes actually. So what I found to be super helpful and a friend of mine, James Brummett, um, on the East coast of the United States in, in Virginia, he helped me by saying, Jason, why don't you start small? He said, what if you just Sabbath for four hours this coming week? What if you blocked out just four hours and you said, I'm only going to do things that cause me to replenish and rejoice in God's goodness. What, what would that look like? And so practicing, you know, you've heard the term before, we're, we're looking for practice, not perfection. So practicing it, I think, is, is the best way to start developing this habit and this rhythm um, is to just get started with something. And then I expanded it from four hours to six hours to eight hours. We just kept adding time to where now we honestly, we couldn't imagine not doing Sabbath um, and reorientating our entire world around it, in a sense, is, is kind of what we've had to do because we enjoy it so much. So I would say get in, start practicing it, start small. You don't have to do it 24 hours all at once. Remember what Jesus said, man was not made for Sabbath. Sabbath was made for man. Um, so I think remind yourself of that even as you begin the practice. And then the last P, which um, doesn't actually fall into the right word, is I, I use the word perspective. And what I mean by that is, Stepping back after you practice it and evaluate, get some perspective on how the practice went, how, it, how you did, what are areas that you'd like to tweak and change and maybe improve on or whatever. I think that that's incredibly valuable. So I practice something almost nightly, um, which is St. Ignatius' prayer of examine. And I, I spend a little bit of time just looking at each day, each day you know, what, what brought life, what was life giving to me that day? What, you know, what was a, a consolation in a sense? How was God coming to me in a way that was life giving? And then what was a desolation? What was something that just was not life giving at all? Um, kind of an adaptation of St. Ignatius prayer of examine. And, and I, I simply use a five year journal. I stole this idea from Craig Rochelle. It's just a few lines you get to see that same day over five year period of time. So you can look back on that same day three years ago and see what was a consolation and a desolation for that day. I think the same practice can be applied to Sabbath and say, Hey, what, what was life giving? What was replenishing? What did, what caused me to rejoice in God's goodness to me? And then what was draining? What was a distraction from, from rejoicing in God's goodness to me? I think practicing that perspective, I think, is really important to help you then in the following week just to make the changes and the tweaks that you'd, you'd want to make. So I love this quote from Kerry Newhoff as we maybe go into some time of just chatting about Sabbath and hearing from you guys what you've learned and what you've experienced in answering some of the questions you had. I love this quote. Kerry says it this way. If you don't take a Sabbath, the Sabbath will take you. And in our hurried, busy lifestyles these days, I just am convinced Sabbath keeping could actually keep you out of the hospital. And eventually, if you don't take it, Sabbath is going to come knocking and, and is going to force you to slow down and force you to retreat and maybe even take you out of the game in some way if you don't take it. And so I would just encourage anyone that's listening, man, it's been so life-giving for our family. This is why I wanted to do the live podcast recording is I so badly want people to experience the gift of Sabbath 
like God has graciously allowed our family to experience. And so if this is of help in any way along that journey, then my hope is that it will help people to do that. So questions that you guys have, um, I know there's a couple of things that we've, we've touched on that maybe help to answer the questions. Um, Adam, uh, he asked this question. Uh, I can hardly sit still long enough to watch a movie. Do I have to just relax to practice Sabbath? I think we've touched on that with the replenishment cycle. It's a, it's a great way to look at those activities that are replenishing and cause you to rejoice as well. Um, how to implement in a family if you're the only one with this mindset. I think that might have been a question, Jody, you may have asked possibly. Um, and I would say modeling it is going to become so attractive to others that they want um, a part of that. You asked a question, Jody, that comes up all the time, making it work within other commitments so it doesn't seem like a consistent um, day that we have off. Um, I love Eugene Peterson's description of a day off. He called it a bastard Sabbath. And um, it's kind of shocking to hear that. And I think it rightly so. It should be a little bit shocking that we don't, you know, bastardize the Sabbath by just taking a day off and say, oh yeah, I have a Sabbath. But was it really replenishing? Was it something that really caused you to rejoice? Or were you just as busy as every other day doing non-paid work? Um, one of the things I would say to your question though, Jody, because you talk specifically about kids' sports, and that's one, that's a question I get all the time, other activities. I actually find those things incredibly replenishing, watching my kids do sports, but only if we have the margin to not race around all day Saturday between games and then it's not replenishing. So one of the questions I would have is this is, how many sports are your kids playing? Do they need to play that many? Um, how often are they playing those games? Do they need to play twice or three times on a Saturday? You know, maybe there's a tournament or something like that once a year where they have to play multiple games. That's great. Is there another option? So for my, my youngest son is a really good basketball player. We've found a basketball league that's it's quite competitive. It's not quite competitive. It's, it's very competitive. And they happen to play on Sunday evenings. And so after our Sundays are wrapped up, he plays basketball in the evenings. But we actually find that incredibly replenishing watching our kids sport. So again, I see that as being something you can do on Sabbath if it's something that is replenishing and causes you to rejoice. So um, how can I be more consistent was another question that came up. I think we've talked quite a bit about the idea of prioritizing it, planning for it, and then you know just getting into the preparation and, and preparing um, to, to make sure that you're practicing it. And then I love this question, Chuck. You asked the question, how do you keep turning, um, how do you, you keep turning the time back to God and remembering why you're doing it to honor him in the first place? And so one of the things that I've implemented into my life is a system of, a system of alarms. Um, I actually have the most ridiculous alarm systems on my phone. They go off at all different times of the day. Um, for different practices that I have, like I, I practice the daily office every day for a couple uh, twice or three times a day. And so those are some of the tools that I've used. Um, and that's been really helpful to me, even on Sabbath, to just have an alarm that goes off to start Sabbath. Um, so 6 p.m. on a Saturday, on a Friday evening, this ridiculous alarm that I use, which is called Keywake, it's an app that you can download on your phone. It's spelled 
K-I-W-A-K-E. Keywake has been incredibly helpful because it, it literally forces you to stop everything and it takes three steps to turn this alarm off or else it just keeps going. And, and they're significant steps. They're not just like three touches. You have to really stop everything you're doing. So that's been helpful to kick it off. I also do that at the end as well. But then we, we do something where we light a candle at the beginning of the practice when we do our Sabbath feast. That's been incredibly helpful. Um, and then even throughout the day, we'll pause and I'll ask my kids, I'll ask Kristen, I'll ask myself the question, hey, what am I delighting in today? You know, I asked Kristen that question just uh, last Sabbath and she gave me a list of six or seven things that she was delighting in that were so replenishing for her and she was rejoicing in. So I think talking about it throughout the Sabbath as well uh, helps you to turn that attention back to God and say, hey, this is why we're doing it. It's not just, you know, a weekly vacation where we get to be selfish with our time. Um, so hopefully that's helpful. Any other questions or any other comments? Man, I'd love to hear any more questions or comments you guys have. I have a, I have a few comments. Um, one of them is, uh, I think, uh, I think um, you missed a P. Um, uh, something that uh, has helped me um, be better at Sabbath is preaching it. Um, there you go. People I, people I mentor, um, I talk a lot about um, it with them. As I, as I transition to a new church here in California, um, it's, um, it's something that um, I might be the only one that's really consistent with it. And, and everybody quickly notices, oh, Chuck's at the beach on Friday. Um, uh, gone even as, as far as my, um, my ch uh, elementary school children's pastor, him and his family come with us every Friday now. Mm. Um, and that's something that started about midsummer. And so their, uh, and their kids are, are, are young, like our kids. And so it's something that their family, so preaching it, I think, I think it helps us as, as we, um, try to get better at it. You know, we want to be able to, um, practice what we preach or preach what we practice or whatever. Um, but that's been super helpful for us. Um, the other thing is, uh, is um, something that we like to remember, at least for us, that um, uh, we're, we, we're trying to do something that's soul-giving and life-giving and not necessarily just something that's restful. Mm -hmm. um, that's just for our family. So yeah. um, when we go to the beach, we go in all different directions. My wife rests. She sits on the beach. She walks around and collects shells. My kids dig in the sand and boogie board and wakeboard and surf. And I usually surf for two or three hours with my children's pastor. And I'm wiped out at the end of the day. We are so tired. And we typically then get a sitter and, and go out to dinner that night, me and my wife. But um, we're so wiped out. But it's so, so mm -hmm. life-giving and soul-giving that we keep doing it. So um, for the listeners, just understanding it's not just rest. Um, yeah. It can be an activity. It can be very active. It could be the gym or or whatever. Um, it can be act, active things that make you physically tired, but the, the, um, the goal is that it's, um, life giving and yeah. soul giving. So that's a great perspective, Chuck. I love that you added that because it is, it's not just about, Hey, I, you know, I don't want to be exhausted physically. It's about really replenishing your soul. Yep. which is much more than just your body. Although I think it includes that as well. So I, yeah, I love that perspective. So good. And the other fifth, the other P I wrote it down. I'm adding it to my list. I'm stealing it, but I'll give you credit. So I appreciate that. Anybody else comments, questions, anything that comes to your mind? Yeah. So my wife and I, we've talked about Sabbath and obviously like, 
you know, knowing you, Perko, and you, Chuck, and just seeing how Sabbath has been like a really big part of your lives over the last couple of months and all the changes, it's something that we want to implement and we want to, you know, just put this into practice so that when we do have kids and when we do have a lot of commitments and obligations in the future that we do find time to rest and we do find time to, you know, reflect on our life and what God is doing in our lives. So um, I've learned a lot, like I've taken a lot of notes and I'm, I'm really excited to just kind of sit down with Celeste and talk about it and, you know, start small and obviously work our way up, but, um, you know, just find a healthy way to take care of our souls because that's what's the most important. So I love it. Somebody famous once said, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but loses his soul? And um, I, I think our culture is really enticing us to try and gain the whole world. And yet, even just recently, I read, you know, the reflections on somebody that very well known in ministry, and they identified three things that, that they failed to do. They said that they uh, neglected caring for their soul as one of those things. Reaching out for help was another one and not paying attention to their spirit. But they talk specifically of the three things that they neglected. One of those was caring for their soul. And so I, I commend you, Brandon, for starting the process of, of doing that. It's so important. So Jody or, or dad, anything else you got? Yeah, I, I just think it's so uh, essential. We've never done it on a, a very consistent basis, but when we do it, it does replenish us. And, um, and when we don't do it, it's uh, not good. <laughs> so, uh, so I've done a lot of not goods, but uh <clears throat> Yeah, we're getting into it, and um, we're we're starting small, and we're uh, working on prioritizing it. <clears throat> love it, I love it. Jody, what about you? Any reflections? Yeah, uh, one thing that came to mind as you were talking and looking at what's soul giving, but also how we can bring it back to making sure we're still focused on God within those things, uh, was uh, sacred pathways. Yeah, um, Gary Thomas and uh, Christy Thomas has also written it for kids. Um, and it just reminded me, I'm like, oh, I need to look that up again and kind of look at that would probably help to identify what is actually replenishing for me, for my daughter, for my husband. But looking at the ways, like I was thinking, often we love going on family walks through the bush and things and being in nature really helps us to kind of replenish, but also still, you know, have that wonder of what god has created and made and the way all these things work together um so yeah it just it brought that to my mind that could actually be a really useful tool yeah that's a great resource and we'll Mm. put it in the show notes for people to check out because i love the fact that you're talking about the specific ways that god has uniquely wired us for replenishment and reflecting on his incredible goodness um, that's unique. It's a sacred, like you said, sacred pathways towards replenishment and rejoicing in him. That's so good. So good. Um, yeah. As we wrap up, I just want to uh, encourage those that are listening. Your heavenly father is so madly in love with you. And he is so proud whether you do Sabbath perfectly or not, or, any of those things does not change his view whatsoever of how proud he is of you and how much he loves you so much that he sent his son 
to die for each of us. And so this incredible gift is not to be a weight or a burden, um, but it's to be a gift. I'm reminded of the words that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verses 29 to 30. These are some of my favorite verses of what Jesus said. And I love the message version. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I don't know about any of you that are listening, but this year, certainly, I wouldn't describe it as freely and lightly. <laughs> it's been pretty heavy. But Jesus, he invites us to this thing of Sabbath and to spend time with him. And he says that when you do that, you'll learn these rhythms of grace and that you will be able to live freely and lightly. So I encourage you to take up the practice of Sabbath, not because you have to, but because you get to as a gift from your Heavenly Father. Thanks for being with us. And uh, thanks for enjoying uh, the podcast for those that are listening. Look forward to uh, talking to you guys soon. Well, what a fantastic time I had recording that podcast with some of those guests. I absolutely loved what Chuck had to say when he added the sixth letter P uh, to the practice of Sabbath. He said that it also is important to begin preaching it. I know for me, if I have to teach something to someone else, I have to first own it myself. You know the old adage, you can't give away what you don't possess. So I love what Chuck added to the conversation about preaching it and sharing it with others because I'm convinced that when you begin sharing this practice of Sabbath with others, it's a surefire way to begin owning it for yourself. So I want to encourage you to begin sharing this with other people as you begin the practice of Sabbath personally, begin sharing it with others so that they can both benefit from it and they can enjoy the blessing of an entire day of just resting and replenishing and delighting in God's goodness to us. Speaking of sharing, I would love it if you would share with me anything that struck you in this podcast and anything that was helpful for you in how to implement Sabbath in your world. We want to help people reach their goals without losing their soul because that's what this podcast is all about. And I love hearing feedback from people who are seeing their souls enlarged and replenished and enriched because of the podcast. I love hearing from people who listen to the podcast, so be sure to connect with me. You can do that online through my website or social media. My social media handles and my website are Jason Perko Perkins, or you can just send me an email. My email address is hello at jasonperkoperkins.com, and I mean it when I say we love hearing from people and we love having conversations with people about reaching their goals at the same time as they're caring for their souls. Well, before I go, I want to make sure you don't miss any conversations like this one. So if you haven't already done it, make sure you go to my website. Again, it's jasonperkoperkins.com and you can sign up there for a weekly email that will let you know about all of these episodes as they come out. Or you can just hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast from. In addition to the podcast being released and notified via email, we also email people some helpful resources like the ones that we mentioned during this show today. 
I promise we won't inundate you with emails every day, just a weekly reminder that the episodes are coming out and the resources that go along with it. I can't wait to connect with you on our next episode next week where we're talking all about how to care for your soul during the holidays. Let's make this Christmas the most life-giving Christmas that we've ever had. As well as all of that, I want to just remind you that by sharing the podcast with others, it really helps to get this content to as many people as possible. And there are a lot of different ways that you can do that. You can post it online on social media. You can text it or email it to a friend, or you can just leave us a rating and a review on your preferred podcast platform. That's a really great way to get this content to as many people as possible. Our dream here at the podcast is super simple. We want to see a generation of leaders who reach their goals and at the same time hear them say, it is well with my soul. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast today. I hope you have a great week. I can't wait to connect with you online this week. Until then, cheers. You've been listening to Perco's podcast. Join us next time for more insights on strategy, leadership, and soul care to help you reach your personal, professional, and spiritual goals while at the same time not losing your soul. In the meantime, make sure to connect with us on social media. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.